Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hi, Don. J.J., you have a question for me. I have a question for you today. <laughs> this is it's The roles have been reversed. You did today's interview. <laughs> I did with one of my good friends, Craig Detweiler. Okay, ready? So, Don. Yes. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, how do you feel about selfies? Like selfies on Instagram. Yeah, like on social media. Other people's t- selfies? Uh, let's start there. Yeah, how do you feel about Well, I know you're the selfie king. We all know this. <laughs> 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 you're always taking Nothing selfies. Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> uh, I, here's, you know, here's my honest journey on okay, that. Okay, go. Uh, the world has changed very quickly. Yeah. And so you know, I'll scroll through Instagram, and there are different types of Instagrammers. There are Instagrammers who are sort of letting you in on their life. And there are Instagrammers who are, quote, unquote, building a brand. Yeah. And the building a brand ones, they're professional cameras. You, it's clearly a choice of, like, 50 photos they took that day. Yeah. And then there's a long post that essentially is somewhat flowery and poetic and teaches you things. Yeah. And I was actually, I confess, I was critical, judgmental. Really? In fact, of those folks. I actually was like, this is all about them. Yeah. They really just want to be known. Uh-huh. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then it suddenly hit me like a bolt of lightning. God basically said, you've written six memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> Which were selfies before selfies existed. Those That's are really exactly extended it. selfies. That is just a long Instagram post <laughs> sharing narcissistic information that nobody needs. And That's then I was true. and then I but, but you know true. the realization really was there's a, a life need to be seen, heard, recognized yeah. as an individual. And it wasn't until I realized I'd spent years doing it myself. I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what <laughs> the I see most what's going." Curated <laughs> selfies of all time, memoirs. Even, yeah, even more than any Instagram <laughs> post could ever be. So guilty as charged. That's hilarious. Yeah, and so uh, that's that's what it, that's what blue like jazz is—just yeah. a giant selfie about yeah. you know a topical selfie, if you will. And uh, I think if here's the reality: I really believe it's if Instagram existed 20 years ago, I never write blue like jazz. Interesting. Because I think the need to be seen, heard, understood, which is a human need, and I think yeah. I, I think uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's wonderful because I realized I did it. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's normal, and I think I would have gotten that itch scratched and no more memoir. Yeah, interesting. So our interview today is with Dr. PhD Craig Detweiler. Oh, so you guys hang it. You have a special club? We do, we do. I don't know. That's why I had to do this interview is because you have those letters? Oh, you don't. Okay, yeah. So I needed to call him and talk to him. Now, I met Craig actually when I was a student. He was my professor. And he has- Where at? At Fuller Theological Seminary. In California. In California. He taught on faith and film in particular and culture and kind of the use of images and story, and he actually ended up going and teaching film at Pepperdine. He went to USC Film School. We talk a little bit about a couple of the movies that he made, and um, he's made a bunch of documentaries, written a number of books, but in particular, what we're talking about today is his latest book called Selfies, and he actually goes through in this book the history behind kind of self-expression that started with portraits and moves today into the selfie world. And a lot of times selfies get bad raps, right? Like I talked about this just briefly, but I read an article the other day that talked about how essentially you can spot a person who's psychotic by the number of selfies that they take. (laughs) It really is very critical of selfies itself. Really? Yeah. And the article was, but he actually 
comes at it from a completely different perspective. A little bit about what you were talking about, about how basically we have now moved into an age where there's the democratization of branding, right? The democratization, everybody can now tell a story because they have a device in their hand where they can tell their story. So he really talks about his view of selfies and how that kind of changed and how people can, individuals can build brands online, but also companies and how to think through. There's a little, a few little tips, but really it's almost rethinking how to approach selfies and both in on Instagram, on Snapchat, both for your individual person, for your brand. And ultimately he argues for your customer, like who you are targeting this at and speaks. We, we actually speak about it in story brand language, kind of the aspirational identity. So it was really an interesting interview for me. One, because I know Craig, I love Craig. I've been friends with him for a long time and just to talk with him, but then to hear his perspective on something that these days often gets a bad rap, but that we all feel the need to some degree, whether it's personal or brand, to be online and have a presence. And he yeah. really talks through what that looks like. So wow. it's a really fun Okay, I was really, really I'm really for looking me. forward to listening to this. Yeah. It's because uh, it's interesting. You know, we can all kind of roll our eyes and be cynical, but th- that's actually what, really what's happening is the folks who are paying professional photographers to get these beautiful pictures of them and posting these, they're presenting themselves as an yeah. aspirational identity, yep. maybe without even knowing it, or maybe they're yep. presenting an aspirational identity that they themselves can become. My, my wife become, and I had, yeah, my mm-hmm. wife and I actually had a really interesting conversation recently where somebody, you know, they kind of maybe messed up a little bit and they came and they apologized and the apology was, it wasn't fully accurate. And then my wife and I were, but why are we not frustrated about this and blah, blah, blah. And then my wife finally said, you know what? I think this person was presenting the person they really wanted yes. themselves to be. Yes. And we want that for them too. Yep. And I think maybe that's a little bit of what's happening that's in our That's what he self- talks about. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, he actually talks about that. Good. Well, it's interesting that a PhD and I would come <laughs> to the same consensus. Yes, uh-huh. Because uh, that's my, you are my aspirational identity, Aww. JJ. I just want to be perceived Aww. as smart. Oh, thanks. I'm, okay, so let's, uh, let's listen. I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. So without any further ado, here yeah. is my interview with Dr. Craig Detweiler. Craig, how are you doing? JJ, I am great. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to be with Story Brand. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. We've known each other for now about 10 years, probably. If you want to name it that, that's fine. (laughs) I'm always going for the younger. younger. I I would say five. Six months. We've known each other six months. And uh, we actually, you know, you were my professor and taught me about faith and film and culture. And where we really got to hang out, though, was at Sundance when we were there for the Windrider Forum and we were there discussing films with a small group of people kind of off the side. And that was one of my funnest memories in life. So fun to just dive in. I mean, the class, your job is to go watch movies, right? You yeah. have to go watch like 10 <laughs> movies. That was your assignment. And then talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best the best class ever. I think you just kind of organized that for yourself. But I loved that experience. So, you know, we did a little bit of an intro for you ahead of time. But just to kind of go through, your background really is in filmmaking and storytelling and teaching and all of that stuff. So talk to me about how you got into making films and telling stories to begin with. Well, I think it's because stories got into my bones as a young kid, you know, and I mean, it was odd, like even things like um, obviously things like Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark, but but also things like Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca, you know, where I was was probably watching that when I was like 12 years old and I'm suddenly I'm crying and weeping and 
feeling his sense of loss and, oh, why can't they be together? And what about Ilsa and, you know, friendship? And I was like, what's going on, right? Yeah. Like, how, how is this story getting so far into my bones, into my soul in a way that really shakes me and, and moves me? And so I think I wanted to understand that process. And then through, you know, going to places like USC Film School and, you know, learning how to put these elements together, I also wanted to, to in a sense, give that back yeah. to other people. Yeah. We're trying to figure out how to tell their story, whether that's their company's story or whether that's their personal story. Yeah. So that's actually what I wanted to chat with you about. I mean, your is it your latest book was called Selfies? Yes. Yes. I I, as I took my PhD and I said, you know, I'm going to do a serious study <laughs> of the most like conflicted thing that everybody hates. Everybody has weird <laughs> feelings about, which is the selfie. Right. No person has been like, yes. Let's study this. Let's dig by this. When you talk about the democratization of filmmaking, now there's actually a move of democratization of branding, right? Like branding and storytelling in that space used to be really for these high end, like for Mad Men, right? Like it was kind of this high end version of telling a story for your brand and yourself. And now everybody has the ability to have that in their hand and they're creating a personal or even corporate brand online every single day. That's right. And that is the the beauty and the power of the phone. That it, it is such a ridiculously powerful tool. Um, if you go back and you even look at the App Store, right, as it was originally envisioned, yeah. the A was formed by three different things that we've now lost track of. As Steve Jobs has gotten away from, from Apple, but it was really, it was a paintbrush, it mm. was a pen, and it was a tablet. And so the App Store was originally set up to help us tell that story. Oh, wow. And, and to, to have the paintbrush in our hands, right? The ability to paint. And so for me, the selfies book started with that notion that everybody now has a paintbrush. Yeah. And you, it used to be only a very few could afford to have their portrait painted, right? Only the rich mm -hmm. maybe would, would get their portrait painted for posterity, a king, a queen, that type of thing. You had to have a royal commissioning. Well, now everybody, in a sense, is a king or a queen, or at least has the ability <laughs> to be, uh, in a sense, in control of their own image, both now and for posterity. Yeah. So, you know, in selfies, you actually go back into kind of the history of the self-portrait a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about that, about how we've moved. Like we all think, oh, we've just come to this place these days where there's this view of selfies that they're bad, right? That like people who take too many selfies, they're too self-indulgent. There's even, I read an article recently about how you can spot a psychopath by the number of selfies that they post kind of thing. <laughs> and so it has this kind of connotation, but you in the book actually go back to, through the history of the art and the portrait and where that has led us to today. Yeah, it's interesting. The rise of self-portraiture actually came via technology. Hmm. So it started to bubble up in the Renaissance when people actually had better mirrors for the first time. You had mirrors in Murano, Italy, that allowed artists to actually see themselves clearly for the first time. And so then suddenly they're like, mm, well, I'm, I don't, I, what's a good subject? Maybe me. Yeah. <laughs> and try this. And uh, I went back, actually discovered that Jan van Eyck, who is, uh, you know, one of the great Dutch uh, painters, uh, part of that whole tradition uh, of Flemish painting and such. One of his, fir the first self-portrait that we have, 1400s, 1500s, that kind of era, he actually was painting a little bit of an advertisement for his own services. Hmm. It basically said, here's an image of myself. Yeah. 
look how great it is. Yeah. And imagine what I can do for you yeah. if you hire me. Yeah. <laughs> and so in a sense, he was this kind of marketing genius who said, if I do a good job of marketing myself via self-imaging, you as a king, queen, or other rich person and or company or governmental entity yeah. should hire me. Which is essentially what a lot of people are still doing today. <laughs> Right, exactly. like, <laughs> five hundred years later, yeah. that's it. <laughs> They're still there going. If I can show a good version of myself or my company or my brand, then maybe I can build trust and people will hire me to do that. So let me go back just a second to the democratization. So you actually see this whole thing of where maybe the like the rise of the selfie on Instagram. Do you see that as a good thing then, like kind of as the democratization of brands and things like that, or how do you view selfies now after kind of studying them? Well, obviously, it can be abused, right? And, and in a sense, you can you can create moments, you can even ruin moments where you're only doing it for the gram, right? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, you've kind of already kind of dressed yourself and cast yourself in your own image. And, and we see people do that. Uh, and they're often called social media influencers, which yeah. is fine. It's yeah. a new job title. Yeah, yeah. it's a new job title. But what I like is the, uh, the power that it ab- actually gives people. So in an earlier era, right, if, if women were maybe constantly being objectified by male painters, you know, in, in you know, 1600, 1700, 1800, now you have the possibility of women saying, you know, that's not how I want to be portrayed or that's not how I see myself. Yeah. And so that paintbrush is in their hands. Same thing with, with people of color, right, who were often, in a sense, whited out of history. Right? They literally were not portrayed. Yeah. Well, now, if you have a company, if you have a brand, you have the ability to decide how you want to be portrayed, how you want to be depicted. And that is a, a rare moment. It's almost an, an inflection point in history. Yeah. That everybody has this ability to paint themselves. So then when you look at it, why do you think that then the word selfie in and of itself or even a lot of the negative talk about social media, why do you think that that's there? Well, you know, I don't want to get too deep dish here, but I think there is some some hidden kind of misogyny or a little bit of anger that those who maybe used to control the images have lost that control. Interesting. And so, you know, here you have like 13-year-old girls who now have this power in their hand and they're taking selfies and they're imagining themselves in new ways. And yet if it was, uh, you know, uh, Michelangelo or Rembrandt doing it, we say, oh, it's so fascinating. Look at their self-imaging and their self-portrait. You know, they, they've thought so deeply about how they want to portray themselves. <laughs> and you know, as a 13-year-old girl, it's like an inherently narcissistic and selfish, you know. And it's like, why can't that, why can't they be free to experiment? And why can't they be free to try on personas and experiment with how they maybe both perceive themselves and, and also aspirationally, how they'd like to be perceived, how you aspire to be seen. Um, and that's the same thing for a company, right? You may not be that company yet, but you know the kind of company or the kind of brand that you're building. Yeah. You have the ability to kind of start to tell the story that you see yourself in. And, and you don't necessarily have to be there, right? So we need to be you know, perceptive about who's maybe putting up a false front. But I love the aspirational side of selfies that I think we have denigrated too many young people on this too quickly. We'll be back with the rest of JJ's interview with Craig Detweiler in just a moment. Thousands and thousands of businesses come to StoryBrand and trust us with their marketing every single year. They actually say to us, how do we fix this? Here's a secret that I don't say very often. 
they're all making the five same mistakes. I mean, they're all basically making five mistakes. They are exactly the same, and you are probably making them too. I actually give you five videos to correct those mistakes at skyrocketyourprofit.com. That's skyrocketyourprofit.com. See if you are making one of these five mistakes. They are super easy to fix. This is just foundational. This is basic stuff. It, it Sometimes I feel like somebody comes to me with their marketing and they say, I don't know why we're doing business. And it's the equivalent of like a retail establishment saying that to me and them having chained their doors locked and turned off the open sign. I just say, well, if you unchain your door and you turn on the open sign, you're actually going to make a lot more money. And they don't even realize they're doing that. Or they've put the cash register in the second stall of the ladies' bathroom. You're going to make significantly less money if your cash register is in the second stall of the ladies' bathroom. It should be up by the door. There are little online marketing mistakes that people are making that are that, they're just that blatant, but for whatever reason, they can't see them. And there are thousands of people. I want to make sure you see them. I'm going to point them out. Go to skyrocketyourprofit.com. It's free, skyrocketyourprofit.com. And I'll explain what they are and how you can fix them. Skyrocketyourprofit.com. You know, the people who are listening to this podcast, a lot of them are own their own businesses or in leadership in business. And they're looking for, everybody's telling them, you need to have a social media presence. You need to be online. You need to build this brand. And Instagram's a huge thing. So just going on on the stuff that you've studied and looked at, what kind of even just quick tips would you offer to people who are trying to either start building a brand or in the process of building their brand online? Maybe some things to think about as they're preparing to create this new kind of image in this new space. Mm. Well, I think what I try to do in the selfies book is actually elevate the art of self-imaging and say that, you know, take yourself actually more seriously. In what way? Talk about that. Aesthetics really matter. Mm. Right. And so, you know, the best self images over time, the best self portraits in the history of art, they understand lighting. They understand color. They understand framing. Um, they understand psychology. They understand nuance. Right. All these various things that are are really kind of sophisticated artistic notions. And they all go into how we portray ourselves. Right. So so on the one side, understanding the power of of color, of theme, of location, setting, lighting, all those things that I think you see ex expressed very well in Instagram, yeah. which is kind of an idealized version of ourselves, right? It's our, it's our most aspirational, perhaps. Um, but the other thing that happens, and I think you see this more on Snapchat, is people, in a sense, rebelling against that kind of airbrushed version of Instagram, of, of kind of perfection. And to me, Snapchat is more about authenticity, and being in the moment and being honest about, you know, the struggle or or how you're feeling or, and also having a sense of humor. Yeah. So that's also about authenticity. So it's not even just about the images themselves, but even the platforms carry with it some ideology. So if you're using Twitter compared to if you're using Instagram compared to if you're using Snapchat or Facebook Live, those actually carry with them ideology that we have to understand walking into it. That's right. And certain expectations. So you should be maybe more honest or funny or feel free to let your hair down on Snapchat. Whereas on, on Instagram, it's like, hey, you may only put up five beautiful images, but those five beautiful images need to be really carefully thought about and curated in a way that says this is the, the maximum beauty and the maximum aesthetic that I want to pursue. So then if I, so let's say I'm personally trying to build a brand, 
right? So I'm, I, cause I have Instagram, I have Twitter, I have all those things, but let's say specifically on Instagram for me, what are the things, what are the questions I'm asking myself about the images that I want to put up there? And you know me, so you know, like you, you even read my dissertation. You've been on the academic side. You've been in around me, you know, we hung out in Seattle like last summer. So you know me in these spaces. So for me, you're looking at me and you're saying, JJ, these are the questions you need to ask as you're looking to build your own brand on Instagram. I think you want to say, who am I now? Mm-hmm. Who do I aspire to be? Mm-hmm. And, and how do I kind of fill in that gap and say, this is, this is what I already do and it's what I already do well. And figure out how to cast yourself in that. And it could be you on stage. It could be you behind a microphone. It could be you in a small group setting. It could be you in a travel setting. If you say, you know, I, re- I really want to be about international. I really want to be about how to reach broader audiences than just my local community. Or you could say, no, I, I'm, I'm more about what goes on in that room in a story story brand session. Yeah. And and for me, because in the story brand framework, we're, you know, our goal is always to be the guide for our customers. So really, it's ultimately positioning myself as the guide in their story. So I'm putting myself in positions where I that's the reflection that I'm putting out there is I'm the guide by teaching. I'm the guide in those small groups. I'm the guide potentially in adventure and learning new things, but it's really in that space. And so it would be the same for the listeners. Like if they're really trying to curate that space, they're looking for that aspirational identity for themselves. They want to be the guide to their customer's hero. They want to put themselves in a position where they can help their customers achieve their dreams. And so that's one of the ways of doing that on social. Is, am I right on that? Like it's in the Instagram space? That's right. Well, the, I think the, what I try to do in the selfies book is not just challenge us to make better selfies or to take ourselves more seriously as image makers, Yeah. but to also dignify the stories that others are telling. Interesting. In what, in what way? Kind of to see through the selfie. And, and try to say, okay, what is this person in posting this? What is it that they're seeking? Yeah. What is that story that they're trying to tell about themselves? What, why have they cast themselves in this place, in this location, in this costume, in this gesture? Mm-hmm. And so it's also, I think, learning how to see the maybe the heroic in other people or to how to see the aspirational in other people. So within the story brand, I think uh, it would be challenging people to look more closely at their customers yeah. and to see what it is their customers are actually aspiring to do and to be yeah. and really dignify that and to really honor that and to really lean into that. I love that. I guess I'm challenging my readers to not just take themselves more seriously as image makers and storytellers, but to also learn how to see clearly into other people's lives. When we see people online posting those pictures of themselves, um, to not just start by judging it, but to actually enter into that story and try to say, okay, well, w- what is it that they're trying to communicate? And then how can I kind of lean into that uh, that aspiration or that heroism that they're that they're putting out there, kind of in a referendum kind of way? And how do I build them up? How do how do I bring my services to come alongside the story they're seeking to tell? Yeah. Well, I love that, Craig. I love the idea of that, you know, we're all engaged in social media to some degree <laughs> these days. And a lot of times it's really easy to just write it off and to not really think deeply about what images we're curating, not only for our 
kind of our personal quote unquote brand, but also our business as a whole. And by not only engaging in a deeper way personally, but engaging the stories of your customers in a deeper way, I think we can all serve them better. We can grow our businesses and we can actually connect on the level that those platforms were really meant to do to begin with. That's it. You ought to do this. You should do the profession. <laughs> you know, somebody should give you a doctorate. Wait, yeah, they should. They, they really, really should for this. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Craig. And again, that book's called Selfies. Craig, where can people find you? Oh, I'm on Twitter and, and Instagram, despite my kids' objections. Okay. <laughs> so they can find you there. Well, great. All right. Well, enjoy your wonderful day in Southern California. And I look forward to talking again soon. All right. Thanks, JJ. Well, I'm going to be thinking through a lot more about what I post and where I post it. You know, like, no, I'm terrible at it. Ins- I don't know what it says about me. I'm terrible at it. I'm literally awful at it. it I just have... Uh, I don't think so. I love your posts, especially when they involve Lucy and June. Your it's basically post yeah. my dog or yeah, my wife. Which I love. I do this. I'm fly fishing tomorrow or uh, Thursday of this week. So I will definitely post me on a river fly fishing to make me look like somebody who's interesting <laughs> two Your times a year. Your aspirational identity. Yeah, yeah. Of, yes, yeah, yeah I'm a, the adventurous <laughs> who goes out in the wild and thinks through, ponders through life. Yeah. That's exactly So it. aspirational. And everybody will be able to tell it's green screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, Betsy and I were in France and who's the big, who's like the big fashion designer? People are going to get mad at me because I can't remember. <laughs> My wife's going to kill me. But anyway, we're walking through this beautiful exhibit of all his dresses and all uh-huh. the things that he's created. And, you know, it's pretty crowded. Uh-huh. And there's a beautiful young woman. She's probably, I don't know, 27, 28. And she's got a selfie stick pointing back at her. And she is literally twirling through the exhibit, showing herself <laughs> in front of these beautiful dresses. I mean, for 10 minutes. My wife and I just sat and watched her in absolute <laughs> amazement as in rapture she was feeling the beauty of the uh-huh. osmosis of and it, and, and it was I, you know i feel bad because th- this would these were incredible yeah designs right they were just incredible and this woman is doing a selfie all the way through it <laughs> it was just phenomenal and i want i wish craig was there to explain yeah. well, what well was maybe now you can happening. think about it differently about how she was curating <laughs> and how you can redeem that and all that stuff that's right so, i kept yeah. i kept getting in the background and mooning her just yeah. <laughs> look at this dress yeah look at this dress (laughs) oh my gosh oh my god well music (laughs) from this episode is by andrew bell and you can find his his how do we need to wrap this up on dive deep on spotify or on itunes Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to show your plumber's crack at the Louvre. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> <laughs>